We all think just start low in a big company. I actually think it's way easier to learn on your own through startup. So you don't have to wait three years to get into a role that really excites you or really motivates you. You can just jump right in there. What is good, everybody? This is Michael Zakan, founder and CEO of Our Future. We're the go-to podcast and media brand for Gen Z business leaders. And today marks the first episode of the brand new Our Future Social Impact Series. You hear that? Impact. Yes. We'll be bringing on young founders and executives from incredible organizations, nonprofits, startups that are affecting massive change to make this world we live in a better place. And I'm super excited to be joined by a co-host for this series, not going about it alone. Jessica Schmidt is going to come on the pod as guest co-host for this series. I've been working with her for a minute. It's been an absolute pleasure. We're going to do some awesome stuff together. Jess, why don't you hop on the mic and introduce yourself? Hey guys, my name is Jessica Schmidt. Super excited to be here. I've been working in the social impact space since age 15, founded a bunch of nonprofits and startups in Asia, Central America, and beyond while studying finance as my undergrad and getting my master's in business analytics. Excited to see how we're all going to change the world. Thanks for having me. All right, Mary. So one of my favorite questions when interviewing anybody is when you started college, when you were like 20 years old, 21 years old, like what did you see for yourself and how did that change? Because you went into college as a chemistry major, I believe. And now after college, you're the CEO of an international nonprofit. So I'd really like to learn how that kind of those dots connect. I went to the University of Illinois in Urbana-Champaign, which is a very large college. Um, And I really wanted to find something that either gave back to the local community or anything like that. And my friend actually had been a part of Maker Girl. um, And I was like, whatever that is, I want to be a part of it. Um, They were looking for more people to add to the road trip. And I dropped like two or or three summer college classes to go on this road trip. I was like, whatever, I'll clear my schedule. Like I want to be on this team. Um, And so I've kind of been (laughs) invested since then. Um, And as I was becoming a senior, um, at university, we hired our first full-time person ever of the organization. And during that time, we kind of talked about as soon as I graduated, I would be the second full-time person. I'm currently the only full-time person that person did move on from the organization. But, um, so around when I started, they were also in the process of going to their next, um, kind of adventure. So I'm so impressed. Love everything that you guys are doing. Um, Can you give me a bit more of an overview as to what exactly you're doing specifically? What are you tackling and how many people have you impacted? Yeah, of course. So kind of just like broaden out what Maker Girl is. So Maker Girl is a nonprofit organization working to bridge the gender gap in science, technology, engineering, and math, so STEM. Um, And we do this through educating girls ages 7 to 10 currently through 3D printing programming. Um, This is done at what we call Maker Girl Academies or pre-COVID what was done um, at Maker Girl Academies, which are groups of university students at different universities across the country that educate these girls through our sessions at their either local community colleges or out in schools or going into the classroom or having them on campus and being able to experience that as well. Um, And our model is pretty simple because we also have Maker Girl Goes Mobile, which is our road trip um, where we pack up about 15 3D printers and drive to different rural communities around the country. Um, And ever since COVID around April, we've been doing all virtual programming. So we had no virtual presence before that. um, And we basically recreated how can we um, create our session online 
And that's basically what we've been able to do. Um, since 2014, we've educated over 4,700 students across the country in 28 different states and three additional countries. Um, and our co-founders, Julia and Lizzie, received Forbes 30 Under 30 in Education in 2019. I believe it was 2019. Yeah. And I have to like think about it because it's been a while. Um, I received a Chicago Inno 25 under 25 and um, nominee nominations at the Women in IT Awards. A quick word from our sponsor, Verb Energy. In 2015, three college kids at Yale decided they wanted to combine coffee and snack bars. Yeah, the perfect late night snack. You know that Ivy League workload is hard. So they created Verb Energy Bars, which have just 90 calories and have the same amount of caffeine as an entire cup of coffee, but there's no crash. There's no jitters because it's all based off organic green tea. I love to snack on verb bars in the morning, get my podcast interviews ready. No time for breakfast. The bars come in delicious flavors like salted peanut butter, vanilla latte, and double chocolate. And verb will ship you, the listener, a starter pack for just 12 bucks, 50% off with promo code OURFUTURE. So go to verbenergy.com slash OURFUTURE to get your starter pack. And if you want to learn the full story, the founders of Verb appear on the podcast in episode number 111. So go back and listen to the full story. Back to the show. Chicago 2525 is super impressive. I love the 2525 because our future wants to pioneer some younger leaders, you know, under our, our brand. And I think it would be cool to do like a 2222. 20, 20, and I know you're 23. So um, <laughs> maybe we could make it make it 23. Or it's 23. <laughs> Anyhow, to my next question, because there's a lot of skills young people need, but why are STEM and these 3D printing, this technical stuff really important? Yeah, so research shows right now that girls want careers where they can be creative. Um, and the problem is that only 49% of girls see engineering as being creative. Um, so this is why we chose 3D printing, um, especially at younger ages to teach, um, because it shows girls the beauty of being creative and technical in any fields ranging from aerospace, fashion, robotics, medicine, and like our list of sessions goes on from there. Um, and each session like highlights a different industry and how 3D printing is being used in that industry. So it might not be like a very obvious STEM field, like we have passion for fashion and how STEM is being used in the fashion industry. Um, and we really show like in three parts in our session which is an introduction to 3D printing, how it's being used in that industry, and then showing them basic CAD design, which is computer-aided design. Um, and we really think that piece of building your own design shows like the creativity behind STEM. Um, and actually, to uh, CAD design can also show um, kind of spatial awareness skills for which um, boys show higher skills later in life in math. Um, and that's usually due to spatial awareness skills that you learn in, um, elementary school. Awesome. I love that you mentioned passion for fashion because that's literally the session I volunteered with yesterday. So for context for the listeners, I'm also volunteering with Maker Girl and I absolutely love it. And it's actually a really cool organization because it's double tiered. So we're not just targeting younger girls, but you're also working with solely college age students, which is really impressive. So do you mind telling me a bit more about how that works as well as the hardships and benefits that come with that? Yeah. So like Jess was saying, we work right now with not only university students, but also during the pandemic, we added high school students to our change makers. Um, for example, Jess really wanted to learn more about website design. So I said, redesign our whole website. So it's things like that, which do make really big impacts for our work and why we rely on volunteers. Um, but also them being able to give this little piece of mentorship to our younger girls um, and really having those students that go through our program, see women in STEM or see themselves in our change makers and become very 
excited that they could do the same since it's not someone who is like 40 or 50 years old doing that. It's someone that they really look up to very young and is also really inspiring from themselves. No, I absolutely love that. I love how you refer to your people as change makers. The listeners of this podcast, we term uh, futurists. So it's always great to have some kind of, you know, uh, title to the people who are part of, of what you're building. And I love talking about how you're young and that's why people kind of buy into it, right? You're, you're young people doing this. Um, there's always a great bit of camaraderie there between people of the same age group. And it's definitely something that we're pursuing here. Um, so a lot of college kids think, okay, like, I don't know anything. I've got to go work for a big company like a Google or a Bain or any kind of machine for that matter in corporate America. What do you think the benefits are of going to work for a startup or a nonprofit right out of college? How could you dispel the myth that you have to go work for a big company right out of school? And, you know, what is it like to be in the CEO position as, you know, such a, a young person? Yeah, I definitely think that when we go into college right away to people talk about all of the big names that will be at either career fairs or things like that. And you start building almost like your five-year plan or whatever that might look like for someone. Um, and I think that we all think that the best way to mentorship is to start low in a big company and have that kind of momentum backing you, um, to then succeed. Um, but I actually think it's way easier to kind of, uh, learn on your own through startup and also, or a nonprofit, um, because you have a lot more freedom and flexibility in what you want to learn and becoming like a lead of a project of something you want to learn. So you don't have to wait three years to get into a role that really excites you or really motivates you. You can just jump right in there. Um, and something that I really learned too, is that in college, finding the different entrepreneurship places or finding like different, um, I guess on campus at U of I, it was iVenture, which is um, an accelerator for startups and Maker Girl was in the first cohort. And I was invited back as like an alum team to be a part of that. And that really gave me motivation that there are so many people working on so many cool items. Um, and they could, even if they're not working on like the same brand as you or anything like that. They can offer you a lot of advice, even being the same age and kind of push you forward in your own projects rather than waiting for, like, I would say, like I was saying, like three years to do a project that you've been dreaming about. You can do that project like literally tomorrow. If you want to kind of make a change in your startup or you want to make a change in a nonprofit, it's like, let's start today on that project that you're really excited about. And let's see how we can kind of either profit off of it or make change and impact in a nonprofit space. I am with you on that. I think that's something Michael and I preach all the time, even when we're with our founders, um, meeting with them, talking on Fridays. That's one of the things we really see is that what differentiates us from others is that we just went for the jump, right? And we made it happen. So I think that that's definitely one of our biggest takeaways that we're always trying to get. But kind of down on that as well, um, adding to that, I want to be a CEO. Like, I want to be you. I love what you're doing. Um, do you ever feel isolated from your peers as a 23-year-old CEO who's working like on a great mission, managing a nonprofit? How does that feel? Like, can you give us kind of the behind the scenes of what that looks like? Yeah. So when I first decided to take like the leap of faith and join the team full time, um, I definitely had a few other offers that were from organizations that either had been consistent over like 10, 20 years or were part of corporations. And that's like, definitely what I say is like the easy path is someone structured this out for you. You have a plan, you're going to go for it. Um, but being like an opportunity where you could 
get into a startup or CEO at such a young age, it's really a leap of faith and hoping that you have the right mentors in place that can help you through any of those situations. I would say the time that I felt most isolated um, being a CEO at this age was at the start of COVID. I didn't feel too much like isolated before then. Um, maybe more like if I was going to like big events to pitch and public speaking sometimes wasn't my greatest <laughs> skill at first. Um, so that was something that I was like, I have to go pitch this entire company and you're just kind of like sending out some emails, which is great. And I love it, but like kind of things like that. Um, but I think for when I felt isolated was when COVID happened and there was so much uncertainty, it was, how am I going to make maker girl stay alive during this time? While maybe they were having more people jumping in and saying, okay, so these are what everyone's going to do. And here's our plan of action. And like, we already thought of this for you while I had to think of an entire company's plan of action, um, clearly with support from mentors, our co-founders and everything, but still felt like a lot more isolated that to keep this afloat and keep this a company afloat, it was on me versus a lot more people had that support system already built around, even in the time of uncertainty. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, it's up to the entrepreneur to keep their organization alive week after week, day after day. There aren't a lot of people to depend on in a lean startup. I mean, you're only full-time person. So I commend you for steering ship when COVID hit and keeping this thing alive because it was a hard time for a lot of nonprofits and a lot of businesses too. But also nonprofits that rely on the, you know, the goodwill of, of other people who are willing to give money and you know, not a lot of people are, can give money in a crisis. So um, good on you. Very impressive what you've done. Super, super amazing. Um, I know that you guys have a lot of awesome college students working with you. So uh, just to round this out, how can they get in contact? Um, if they want to work for you guys, you guys have opportunities open for students who want to, you know, dig into social impact. Uh, let us know. Yeah, so we actually are on the hunt for our second full-time person, our director of programs. So if you're a graduating college student and that sounds like something that would really interest you, please visit makergirl.us slash careers. We also have our internship opportunities, especially for university students. So we're going to hire about two university interns this summer as well. So if that's of interest to you, you want to try out Maker Girl, try out like a startup nonprofit side, um, again at makergirl.us slash careers. Um, and if you're just looking to volunteer for Maker Girl or want to learn more, about us you can find everything on our website at makergirl.us ladies and gentlemen that was mary hadley the ceo of maker girl doing awesome stuff for stem education for young women it's pretty incredible what she's been able to pull off especially as the only full-time employee at maker girl it's an absolutely unreal organization and thanks so much to jessica for the co-host on this one hope you enjoyed hearing her voice you'll definitely hear back from her and please you can leave our future review on apple podcasts really helps the show grow and get the credibility we need beyond the big names we feature i want you to do one thing and that is to stay frosty everybody peace out <laughs>